Since our swearing-in day in January, a lot has occurred while legislating in Harrisburg and representing our districts. As we continue this series of episodes, we will highlight our experience as freshman legislators in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives and use this opportunity to introduce some of our colleagues and other freshman legislators. Fresh Takes continues to take a dive into the work we are doing in the House, which has led us to our six-month benchmark. Today, joining me to discuss some of these issues and topics is Representative Ann Flood. As always, I am Tim Twardzik, State Representative of the 123rd Legislative District, representing parts of Schuylkill County. And this is Fresh Takes. Hi, Ann. I wanted to thank you for joining me today as we've entered our first legislative break. After having tackled some of the most pressing issues and passed nearly $40 billion budget, Coming out of budget season here in the Commonwealth, we had legislation before the House dealing with election reform, vaccine passports, and a number of different things that we've watched the governor unfortunately veto. I know my first six months here, all these issues have been truly important within my district, and I've been happy to be doing the good work of the people. I wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself and give us a little about your background and what has led you to legislature and your district. Well, thank you very much, Tim. Um, my name is Ann Flood, and I represent the 138th district in Northampton County. And prior to coming into this new role as a legislator, my background is in the sciences. So I used to work in a research center in the paper industry before having a family. And then I was blessed enough to have three beautiful children. My middle child had sustained unexpected brain damage at birth so that was a process to go through um, she lived to be four and a half years old but she was an amazing little girl and um, so uh, I I felt that I needed to continue to help other children and families going through what we did so I started a charity to help children with brain injuries and special needs and so that has been a very fulfilling job for me and uh, very involved in the chamber as well. And then just last year, I found out that our former representative was retiring. And although hopping into politics was never something that was on my radar, I decided that this gave me a great opportunity to continue serving in my community, reaching a broader reach of people to help enhance their quality of life, because that's my mission with the foundation. And this gave me an opportunity to continue that great work in my community. So that's why I ran. Well, that is terrific. And again... It's so nice to, and refreshing to have good people joining the House. We, we have a wonderful freshman class. Uh, we do. We, I think we are coming from you know, business backgrounds, charity backgrounds, mm -hmm. uh, and it, it gives us a different view and an opportunity to serve our community is, is why I also ran. Uh, yeah. We have our family business, Mrs. T's, back home, and we tell people it's a family business that's run by other people's families. Right. And, um They've always been supportive to us. Our community's been good, and I've served in the Chamber of Commerce, Economic Development, the school board, the hospital board, and this was my next step, was to uh, step up as uh, Neil Goodman retired from his role, so it was a yeah. chance to come and serve our community. So it, it's been very interesting. It's nothing like I thought <laughs> serving the public would be. 
Yes, I agree. I agree. It's different than what you what you ideally think as you're running for the first time and what you think it's going to be like when you actually be, become elected and you see the process and how it unfolds. It's nothing like I thought it was going to be. Right. Some people ask, you know, Tim, what's it like? I said, it's like having teenagers again. Everybody has a problem. <laughs> they all want money. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the good news is we've been able to find some money for our community, which we need. And yep. uh, we're doing a lot of reading and a lot of studying and a lot of learning on all these different bills that are, you know, present themselves on Absolutely. the floor. Yeah, and you know, my heart has it has is always with the people. It's always with the community. And so, when I think of the committee assignments that I have, which you know, I'm on children and youth, human services, aging and older adults. Just those are those three there span the entire lifespan of of a, of a person, and that really is the, to the heart of who I am and helping to serve people. My my last committee assignment is game and fishery but I love that as well it's a great pastime and I think it's great for mental health which we all need some help with that right now as we're working through this whole COVID pandemic we all need some some outdoor activity and relief something to take our minds off of the the stress of uh, the pandemic but yeah so even my committee assignments get to the heart of who I am as a person and what really drives me and my goals yeah it sounds like it's the perfect fit it. Um, my committees, I'm a, a, a little bit different. I'm on economic development. I subchair the economic development program on commerce committee. I'm on education. I'm on the health committee and urban affairs. And it's, those are things that are important to you. I know in some of the things that you've talked about you've done in the past, you, you know, those are very important committees for you to serve on. Yeah, and it works out well to use some of the experience I have and then bring it here to uh, you know, learn from other people who have been in the job a lot longer. But, you know, the good news, we have wonderful staff, the people around Harrisburg, the uh, committee chairman, and more importantly, the executive directors have vast knowledge in all these committees and help us make sure that we are prepared and ready for the hearings we do, the debates we have, and the votes we take. Absolutely. We are very blessed in, in the, the wonderful staff that we have at our fingertips, whether it's in research or legal or even just, you know, our support staff. It really has made being a new representative a lot easier in navigating the, the process. Because yeah, it's a two-part job. One part is legislative, as we're here in Harrisburg working, mm -hmm. uh, crafting laws. But uh, when we're back home in our legislative districts, our job is to work with our constituents and make okay. sure that yep. their troubles are taken care of. And it's amazing how many different people come into your office and make phone calls and what problems we try to solve. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. My office is always busy, whether it's on the phone or constituents walking in needing help with their rebates, of course, unemployment compensation, and now with the issue of the fraud that's happening. You know, I, I have a lot of constituents, and many of them are in the education system, whether it's in the high school, elementary school, and even up into the post-secondary education, the colleges. So there's a lot of issues. There's, a, there's some link there in the education system. System in which there's been must have been a breach. So 
so it's been a lot of work. And it's been very, you know, it's a lot of work that really shouldn't be on our district offices. You know, right. we've become the health department, we've become the unemployment office, mm -hmm. and that takes away from the uh, other issues. So hopefully we can get these things straightened out because yeah. um, that's, that's not what our staff signed on to do. Exactly, and it really can be very overwhelming, and um, and it, it takes us away from the heart of what we are supposed to be doing with our constituents. Now we have our summer break. Are you enjoying uh, hitting some fairs and activities and meeting back with your voters? Absolutely. I thought that things would slow a little bit for me, but I, you know, I was able to take a little getaways like on the weekends with my family, but I'm excited to be at the fairs. I just had a big uh, Plainfield Farmers Fair last week, which was really successful. So happy to, to be able to attend that. They weren't able to have that last year. I have a couple other things coming up, a carnival, a bicentennial bash, which is a new event coming up. And so I'm really looking forward to getting out and being able to meet our constituents because it was hard. It was hard trying to campaign during COVID. It and sure not be was. Being able to meet with people. Yeah. How about yourself? What are you doing? Well, we uh, have our exciting Schuylkill County Fair. So nice. I was out uh, listening to the uh, thunderous tractor pull yesterday evening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was shocked how loud they were. But yeah. um, great crowds are showing up. Uh, it was postponed last year, so they're very happy to have everybody at the fair. So it'll be a busy week all week. Then mm -hmm. we have some more parades. Uh, my old hometown of Shenandoah has a wonderful uh, cultural parade and a kielbasa and pierogi fest, which is yeah. one of my favorites. <laughs> So yeah. we'll see everybody back home. But it's really nice to be able to get out and meet and talk to people. And they are so thrilled to be out and being social. And uh, Yeah, I'm getting that same feedback from the people in our district. Everybody's excited to be moving back again, moving forward again in their life, you know, um, and, and just living. Yeah. So as far as your thoughts and experiences, we went through a, an exciting budget, our first budget process. Yeah. And do you have any thoughts on that? I was happy to see the amount of money that went to our, our schools because I, I think that especially some of the poorest schools were able to um, get some extra money with the Level Up program that they had, um, that we had offered, making sure that our, you know, our, our police are funded, our safety in our communities was being funded. There's money for our infrastructure, which is so important. Um, I was happy to see a lot of that um, you know, being added into the budget and supported. And again, it's, you know, our first budget was very interesting. It's nice to have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But as my mother taught me, you always save for a rainy day. So we did oh, put yeah. a lot of money in the rainy day fund because mm -hmm. almost $4 billion. Uh, because we're going to need that because, it, you know, as, as times change, there's always mm -hmm. a different need for money. Some of right. our uh, partners across the hallway wanted to spend every single penny, but mm -hmm. uh, my mother wouldn't approve, and I'm glad that uh, <laughs> we as a legislature didn't approve either. We put some money away. Right, and I think that that was really important to, to put that money in the rainy day fund because in the next few years, there are going to be more expenses when these one-time federal federal money goes away. There's going to be more expenses that we're going to need to cover, and if we didn't put that money away, it would result in tax increases. Right, and that doesn't make anybody happy. No, it doesn't, and, and I think it's fiscally responsible for us to prepare and look ahead. Uh, are, are you looking at any type of legislation? 
during your yeah. first run? Yeah, actually I am. I'm not going too crazy, but um, I have a few pieces of legislation in. One is a piece of legislation that would make it illegal for someone to impersonate as an Uber driver and created harsher penalties. There's already a law in New Jersey where a young woman um, came out of a bar by herself and got into the wrong car thinking it was an Uber and tragically was murdered. And so um, there's a law over there. I, um, in, I'm introduce, introducing that legislation here, creating harsher penalties for someone who would do that. So, I mean, anybody who's trying to impersonate an Uber driver or, you know, a Lyft driver clearly has ill intent. So um, hopefully we can prevent that. Also, for children and youth, there's a piece of legislation that I introduced that would, if there's a suspect of neglect or abuse, child abuse in, in a household, that a parent guardian must submit to a, to a drug test. So that is the, another piece of legislation that I had put forth. Um, so, and I think that's something that's uh, really important. Anything that comes to the safety of a child is really important. How about yourself? Well, I've been working on some blight issues for the mm -hmm. abandoned properties. And again, being up in the old coal region, mm -hmm. we've had towns that had 15,000 residents are now down to 3,500 abandoned properties. Wow. So we are working on uh, getting a better list and uh, introducing some fees to uh, register these properties so the owners mm -hmm. can't just walk away. Sometimes what happens is the they buy a big old building and just let it sit there and deteriorate until it becomes a giant eyesore and the town or the county has to come and buy it and mm -hmm. they make money. And we that's just right. think that's the wrong way to approach it. We need to get it uh, early get them to hold responsibility. And uh, we had a great tour a couple weeks ago in the Lancaster area where they've been fighting blight for 30 years and uh, big success. And uh, so there, there's an opportunity to take what we learned at these other hearings and, and take them to our small towns. But that's an important issue in our community because it uh, makes for a, a terrible life if you're living next to abandoned property and the roof is empty and it's coming into your house. Yeah, absolutely. This summer, in this downtime, I decided to work on a new project here in the community that will directly impact veterans. It's called a Veterans Resilience Through Narrative Program, and it's it's actually a pilot program. I'm working with Dr. Lorraine Dickey. She is a neonatologist. That's her, her job, was her job. She still does it a little bit on the side, but she um, went to the Air Force Academy, so she herself is a, is a military vet, but she has a business called the Narrative Initiative, and um, she has found through her work as a doctor, you know, that there's a lot, a big need for decompression in healthcare, especially when you're talking about the NICU or these, these high stressful jobs where people need to decompress, it makes for a better work environment, it helps prevent burnout. And so she ha is a very data-driven program. That's where it started. But with her, we had started, uh, I introduced her into using that model in the schools, in helping decompression with children and bullying and with even with the workplace for teachers 
and now we're transitioning it in trying to reach out to veterans who have come home maybe with PTSD and anything that that they are suppressing or, or holding in, we're giving them an opportunity to decompress through this writing program. It's a workshop and really hoping that through this decompression, we can maybe help minimize the number of suicide rates that occur in our veterans. So that's something I'm really excited to be working on and hopefully we're going to be launching that in September. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's an award-winning program and it's all data driven and the success rate is, is, is very high. So I'm very excited about that. That's a wonderful way to spend your vacation. That uh, (laughs) is, well, again, it just fits your background. You've always uh, been very caring and kind. You've got your foundation that does wonderful work and uh, you're continuing to do good work for the people of your district and, um, you know, inspire me to keep going, too. Well, thank you. You inspire me as well. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, So, again, I really appreciate you calling in. We have a chance to um, do good things here for our communities, and um, let's work together, and we'll get those bills passed. Absolutely. Okay, and take a little time off and enjoy your summer. Thanks, you too, and it's always a pleasure talking with you, Tim. Thank you again to Representative Ann Flood for joining me today. I'm Tim Twardzik. Make sure to tune in for another episode of Fresh Takes.